When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can support us at all on our social media. And if you give us a five star review, we will go ahead and read it out on the air for you. And if you can, please go ahead and support us any way you can. It is greatly appreciated. Just also want to give a big shout out to everyone at Lakerholics.com and, of course, our friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network as well. Well, one year ago today, we were basking in the glory and the afterglow of the previous day's championship that the Lakers had won, their 18th. It was great in the bubble. Hey, they came out on top, and one year later, we are experiencing a different kind of jubilation as the big three finally got together at the same time, at the same place, on the same court, as the Lakers teamed up Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook for a period of time today. Limited, of course, it is preseason. Against the Golden State Warriors, first quarter, they did look pretty good. At least LeBron and AD did. And, well, from there, it went uh, okay, even matchup between what was there between the Golden State Warriors and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers. Golden State Warriors did not have several of its players, including Steph Curry, not in the lineup. The Lakers had limited minutes from LeBron, AD, and Russ. Russ still struggling, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, but still 5 turnovers, poor shooting from him as well still. Anthony Davis, though, 7-12 for 20 points. Looked good again. Hopefully that can be a precursor for what he can do in the regular season. Two block shots. They actually looked good on the defensive side of things in the first quarter against Golden State. But in the second half, it wasn't to be. And in the fourth quarter, they put out the young kids that are out there, some rookies, some people trying to make the team. Guys are just looking like they're going to go ahead and showcase themselves for the G League or maybe some other teams. And Unfortunately, the fourth quarter was another collapse for the Lakers, and the Lakers end up losing 111 to 99. But again, the focus is on the front side of the game and the big three and how they performed. And to Laker Tom's delight, and also injuries involved as well, 
They started Anthony Davis at the center position. Carmelo Anthony played on the wing along with LeBron James, Ken Bazemore, and Russell Westbrook. But I also want to go ahead and mention we're going to be talking about the injury bug struck again and also a new addition to the team on a two-way contract. So we'll talk about that here in a sec. But he is the man indeed from Lakerholics.com. you got to go ahead and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Magic man Sean Grice, also Jamie Sweet. Their stuff is out there and great as part of the site. But this man has some detailed articles that you got to check out. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. That first quarter looked very impressive and showcased what the Lakers can do. Still kind of fuzzy on what Russell Westbrook is doing right now. Still struggling out there. But LeBron and AD and Russ, they made a go of it and looked pretty good overall. Well, I think it's uh, it's encouraging. You know, it, it's just one of those typical games because you, you can't really look at the entirety of the game as a whole and it doesn't have any meaning because it's, you know, certain parts of it just don't count at all. I will say one thing, though. I was I was really impressed with Jordan Poole. That kid you and I play. both. That kid can play. and That's uh, why he's on all my fantasy basketball teams. <laughs> And, you know, and the Warriors, the Warriors are the kind of team that I used to hate to play because you got to pay attention on defense because they're always focusing on backdooring. You know, it's always a step, a step toward the ball and then cut backdoor the minute the guy takes his eye off of you. And the defender, you just can't take your eye off of him. I remember this last year, too, you know, and it's it's kind of funny. It's like you'd think that that. LeBron was sloppy tonight. I mean, he was just horrible. I think he had seven turnovers. And between him and seven and I think five for Russ, I mean, 12 turnovers. It's, you know, it's a, it's a wonder that they were in the game. And that's obviously what kept the game to be a close game without Steph being in there. You know, the Warriors, if Clay comes back, the Warriors are going to be something to be reckoned with. They're going to be better than a lot of people think. But yes, Clay, in, in regards to him, I mean, you got to give him some time to get back and acclimated yep. to the lineup. Yep. With Jordan Poole, great offensive talent. We don't know what his defensive game is like. I know that's in Golden State. That's what they're concerned about is on the defensive end yep. with him. There's no question the guy likes to go ahead and shoot it as much as he can. So like that aspect of it. But yes, uh, definitely Golden State has something to look forward to when Clay Thompson gets back. But we'll see how it goes from there. But your thoughts on the starting lineup. Carmelo Anthony did have a little bit of off game, shooting two for well, seven from three, yeah. but still 13 points, five rebounds. Kent Bazemore, also not, not the greatest game in the world. But, you know, the, I mean, the signs are there. They played a good first quarter together. And to me, that's a sign that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, it, a couple of thoughts about who's going to play with the big three, you know. This is an option I thought that was brought up, which makes some sense in, in that uh, Mello is the one guy that, as a proven veteran, you expect to be able to hit a 40% like he did last year. You know, other guys, you can you can imagine that, you know, the they're playing in the bright lights of L.A. next to LeBron and A.D. and Russ. And if they get a shot at a three, you better be clutch and make that three, you know. I think the only thing that really troubles me is that all of our elite shooters aren't our better defenders. And all of our volume shooters aren't our better defenders. And Frank Vogel basically doesn't like to have a guy on the floor who's not a good defender. Which means that Bazemore is the most likely guy to 
with Ariza out to play the three or the two, and depending on you know what the starting lineup is. Uh, and the problem is is that can Baysmore be better than let's say KCP was last year? That's what we really need. That's what we were really counting on when we signed all of these veterans, uh, most of them, most of whom averaged double digits last year, that we were getting an upgrade, you know, in, at those two spots, the two and the three versus the guards that we had in the past. You know, they, they went for guys who could score more, almost lots of guys who were making 15 points per game. Now they're not going to, they're not going to get the shots and the minutes that they got in their previous year playing on the Lakers or unless they can really perform Ellington. I, th- I think Ellington would have started. At least that's what I gathered from Vogel's comments had he not had, you know, a slight hamstring problem. And I think there's a good chance that Ellington will start on, you know, next Tuesday when we open against golden state again, I think it'll be Baysmore and Ellington will be the guards because we need some more firepower than, than we're going to get. And also too, you know, Mello gives us size, but I can't count the number of times tonight that guys went around him for layups. Um, he's not a great defender, and and sometimes, you know, I mean, you just have to have to compare. You know, I mean, this is a, this is preseason. LeBron is not going to be killing himself on defense as we saw numerous times, leaving a guy completely wide open in the corners a couple of times. And AD, same thing with all of the proven veterans, you know. They'll put their minutes in and get their stroke going, you know, hope and play not to get injured, you know, and otherwise let's just get let's get rid of, you know, preseason and start the regular season. Until then, these games don't count. It's just like you get to wash the board clear. It's like, like uh, Russ said after people are criticizing him for 15 turnovers in the first two games. He says, hey, they don't even keep records of preseason. They're actually the truth is they kind of actually do. ESPN does. Yeah, they kind of actually do. So better tell them they kind of do. But I will say that there's an injury report. So wanted to go ahead and update. Kendrick Nunn has an ankle injury. It's supposed to not be serious, although we said that with THT. And next day he's going in for surgery. So we'll see what happens there. Like you said, Ellington was out of the lineup as well. All those individual players that we said needed to go ahead and be in that competition for that number two spot alongside Russell Westbrook, all are injured right now. <laughs> so your thoughts on this? You really like Ellington. I really don't like Ellington. Well, I really think I, you know. I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't seen. I haven't really seen Wayne play a lot. What determines who plays a lot on this team? is Frank Vogel and his little subcommittee of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. For example, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot more Rondo this year than we, than people were thinking at part at the beginning, because I don't think none can really handle the playmaking second playmaker. When Russ sits, somebody has got to take over right now. It's LeBron obviously, because you know, that's LeBron and he's still going to get his, you know, no matter where he plays, he's still going to get his, you want him to get his opportunities with the ball in his hands, but you just want to reduce it so that it's not a full-time job for him. Um, and then it's good because it diversifies the offense and gives you different, different looks. You can have Russ taking the ball or LeBron taking it or Rondo. So I think Rondo, you know, Rondo, <laughs> it's amazing how he's converted himself. I, he's shooting the three again, very well on the Lakers. 
Last game, it was horrible. It was it was regular season Rondo last game. This game, I thought, of, you know, it was not playoff Rondo, but getting dang close to it. Well, we're going to have to play. Lobs. I think we're going to have to play Rondo a lot more than what we thought we were going to have to yeah, play him. We are, we are, and he's going to be a valuable part of it, and that's important. Um, and the guy who has the worst plus minus for the night was Howard. Um, Dwight just, you know, seemed to be a little off bit today. out of sorts. This was this was an off yeah, hour day right. indeed. But I did want to make sure and let you know that Bree, Marco, and Felix are back here in the chat room, and great to have you both here. Thank you so much for the yes. love. We really appreciate it. Bree loves your hat, by the way. Just want to make sure and let you know you got the got the rock and the Lakers hat, the dark look. I actually kind of like it myself, although I want the duck bill. I want the duck bill. Duck bills are my way to go. But Felix, yeah, that's one of my, that's my favorite hat. Even though Tom doesn't agree with you, Felix, he, you know, Felix says go Dodgers. He's you know, obviously a two-two there on after uh, today's victory. I grew up so. listening to Vin call games, man. Yeah, I do miss but I'm Vin. A Yankee calling, fan. Yeah, Vin's one of the best. Vin Chickern. We were actually Vin blessed Chick. in the Los Angeles area. Vin and Chick and Dick Enberg calling the UCLA Bruins games. Well, okay, he also called Angels games, but we won't go there. But well, you know, I will yeah, say but... this that. He was a great voice for NBC Sports. And the announcer together. Okay, well, he was a great voice for NBC Sports. I'll give you Dick Hamburg on that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can... Why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald coming right back at you here with Laker Tom. I do want to go ahead and focus again on the injuries. I mean, at some point, this has got to be cleared up before the start of the season that there has to be a definitive starting lineup. There is only one exhibition game left. And if you're Frank Vogel, do you go the route that I'm going to set up my lineup now for this next game? Or do That's you the give everybody the game He said he was going to do that for the season. So said through, who starts next week is going to. So who starts on Thursday is going to be the starting lineup that's in there. So, the okay. So I want to make sure, because sometimes people have the mentality, these coaches have the mentality, make yeah. sit them down for that. You know, he'll, 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 he'll switch in the playoffs, obviously. But for single games and so forth, you know, he won't switch. He may, he may switch minutes on people, but he's going to leave the role the same. He did that last year. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i screaming all year long for him to bench JaVale as JaVale's stats from the first quarter of the season were great. And every quarter of the season, they went down after that. But Frank, you know, <laughs> Frank stayed him in, left him in there all the way through, no matter what. Even after four or five bad games in a row, and we were we were behind by ten, four or five games in a row because of poor play and lack of spacing. I think nobody's going to take Baysmore out of the lineup because he can hit the corner three, you know, and hopefully he'll hit enough of them so that he'll be better than KCP, and he can play D. He's got long arms and he's he, he hustles. I think the he's problem in is, there. though, when he gets the ball and he drives, it's an adventure mm-hmm. that I'm not yes. sure we like taking. 
Well, he's he's better as a catch. And, he's a, he's, I'd park him in the corner as much as I could. Yeah, exactly. Offense. That's what I, I'm like. <laughs> you know? We saw, we saw uh, a little that, bit of that. But hey, that's game. a valuable role because you really, you occupy somebody and you spread the court when you're you're yes. in, the, in the weak corner, you know. And I think the other player is going to be Ellington simply because he is, in the, in the videos that I've seen of him, he is the closest thing that the Lakers have on this team to a player who can relocate the way that Steph does, you know, who can be a threat simply because he's always moving and he'll, he'll take a shot very quickly. He'll pass the ball and he'll do a dribble handoff and, and just, he'll just make a move that to get himself open. That is almost like a step back move to get himself open versus the taking a step back shot. And so he's, he's the guy I think that they believe has the most offensive potential. And they're going to hide one guy. That's probably who they're going to hide now. Monk potentially could have competed for that spot, but he's more of like an exploder off the bench, you know, because uh, he's only started one game in his entire three-year career. And so I think I think Ellington is the logical choice. I mean, the other option probably, I guess, is Mello, but I don't think they want to go through a season with, with Mello's defense in the starting lineup. I agree with um, you on that. Because how, how do you play Ellington and Mello together? you got two bad defenders on there. You, you can't, can't play them, but then if you want to give up a lot of points, yeah, that's but you what can't, you're going to do. Frank's not going to do that. No, so I would problem, not play them you know? together. So if he takes Mello and puts him in there, then he's he's got to stick Baysmore in then as the guard. And that's what we saw play tonight. And I think we can protect Ellington better than we can protect Mello. Because when Mello screws up, the guy's right at the basket. You know, he's not a perimeter defender. He, at least a perimeter defender. defender. Our shot blockers have a chance to save the mistake the perimeter defender made. Just like you said, in regards to Kent Bazemore, he needs to be that spot up shooter. Give him those post ups every once in a while if if you've got a big enough lead. But, you know, obviously because he could still do it on on most occasions, Mm -hmm. but give him that spot up. He's by far the best defender of, of all of these guys we signed. You know, I think he we can, haven't seen a reason. We haven't seen what get, what Trevor can do, you know, um, and Trevor does have size at six, eight, you know, that helps. I'm still thinking Kendrick Nunn could be a key. I know Felix is out there saying Rondo's a key Rondo to me. I'm hoping that, well, I, Felix here's is right. scenario. I was hoping, <laughs> You're Rondo right, Felix. Did, I was hoping Rondo would not be individual that we would lean on much during the regular season mm. and then just gear him up for playoff Rondo, because as you and I, through the, almost the entire lifetime of the show, have talked about playoff Rondo and regular season Rondo yeah. being two different things. Well, it's and it's at the defensive end that you really – that's one of the big differences. Playoff, playoff Rondo's offense obviously is better and his playmaking is better and everything's – you know, and regular season Rondo's real vulnerability is his defense is horrible at times, you know. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll come down on a – two and one fast break and, and rather than staying in the middle and you know he'll commit to one guy an easy on the other side and allow an easy layup you know hey he wants to be a coach and, and maybe he's going to be playing more consistently and I, hopefully the team still has accountability that you know when you when you screw up defensively you're going to hear about it from the coaching staff in the film session the next the next day and your teammates are you know that you want to win and everybody there's a peer pressure not to there's a peer pressure on this team that started with Anthony Davis challenging LeBron to play defense. And Frank Vogel was brought in, the coach who has the same attitude. And so I think that 
that bodes well. But that's what I think our starting lineup will be. Our closing lineup, I think that will be the big three plus, you know, Depends on how Ellington shot. If Ellington shot well, he will be in the lineup. If he didn't shoot well, then there'll be an open spot for the hot shooter of the night. That's yeah. correct, and that's what's probably going to be. And, by and the that's fine. I think that's fine. You know, and and uh, hey, it could be they could they even could even stick Mellow in there at the end of a game, just depending on who the other team was and who they had to guard Mellow. You know, it would be a matchup situation where you just look for who's the weak link on the other defense and who do you have offensively that you can put out on the floor. To, to match up, force that person to be matched up against them and see what you can produce out of it. With Felix, though, Felix is shouting out that you've, you're just hitting it right on the head there, Laker Tom. In fact, he's actually already got you hooked up on ESPN. Tell him like it is. He said some of the ESPN dudes doesn't make him feel good at all, but he likes the fellas like us at Lakers Fast Break. So we truly appreciate the kind words, Felix. Once yep. again, the Lakers did unfortunately fall in the fourth quarter because they brought the young kids out there. 111 to 99, they lose to the Golden State Warriors in the fifth game of the six game set of exhibition games. And just as a heads up, the Lakers did sign on a two way contract today. Sekou Demboya, who played the past couple seasons with Detroit, his rights got sent over to Brooklyn, then got sent over to Houston, then he was waived in Houston. Hopefully he can develop a three-point shot because it's still under 3%. If that's the case, he could be somebody that down the road could be a possible wing defender that we could sorely need on the team. So we're looking forward to seeing what Sacred Naboya may be doing in the future for the Los Angeles Lakers. I want to ask you this. When in regards to that last half and some of the young kids are out there, I do want to make mention that I do think there is a future in the league for Sean D. Brown. Yeah, I don't I like know Sean if he's D. going to be with the team because I know he's still not on a, a contract as of yet with the team, but I, I'd like to see a future for him somewhere. I think he's going to make it in the league at some point in time. You seem to really like Austin Reeves. You made a comment before <laughs> we went on the air that I think sure, I'll say this is the comment that, that Gerald was, uh, was uh, I guess, very dangerous. flabbergasted at. Um, well, Lakers, I think Lakers, well, let me a, just say, Lakers think, Twitter will be flabbergasted. At. I think there's a good possibility that that Austin Reeves could become a better NBA player than Alex Caruso. Okay. Well, there you go. Then okay. that means he's got a $90 million contract in his future. So there no, you go. I, I think he's – no. Hopefully listen, he'll you get know, you a cut. Hopefully he'll get why, you a cut. Why would the Lakers take a two-way contract player who we didn't see really – tear up the court in the games when we saw him play in, in the summer Vegas, league in yeah. summer league and yet they moved him up to a full contract and they're giving him minutes and, and they're putting him against chris paul and they're sending him out there to learn the hard listen, way chris you know, paul and yeah first you know, off he's freshman paul. meat obviously for everybody in the league you know i yes. mean and, and the old timers had Chris Paul just toyed. You got to admit, Chris Paul just toyed with him. Yeah, but I've seen Chris Paul do that to elite defenders. And a lot of people, yes. You know, I mean, it's no embarrassment. And and, um, the thing about Reeves, you know, I I said this earlier, there was an excellent discussion where Reeves basically, I guess, is a guy that was pestering. He sits next to Rondo all the time, and he was pestering Rondo by asking him hundreds, hundreds of questions. And somebody asked Reeves, you know, he says, well, how's your relationship with Rondo? And Reeves said, 
Well, you know, I think he probably thinks I'm a real pest. And then there was another interview, though, where Rondo said, yeah, you know, Reed's, he's, he's, really, he's really a smart kid. He really knows basketball because he was asking questions about certain things. And, and I had to tell him, no, we don't do that here. They do that, they do that in Boston or they do that in Chicago. But uh, Reeves is like a coach's son that he has that he has a good he's a student of the game. And Rondo was really, you know, saying that he was impressed not only with his play, but also with his his mental understanding of the game. Um, And he has sort of that point guard mentality. I don't think he necessarily has point guard skills. I think that he he does seem to have good instincts on defense. I like how he fights around screens. I like how he anticipates and forces the player back, doesn't let him use the screen. Um, you know, he's he's still too slight to be a great defender, doesn't have the athleticism that Alex Caruso has, but is a much better shooter than Caruso is and will probably be a much better three-point shooter and a much higher volume three-point shooter than Caruso. Well, higher volume I'll give you, but right now he's – brought himself up to the point where he's shooting remember he shot 40 percent from three before this yeah. game yeah but i mean i mean as far as caruso shot 40 percent mm-hmm. from the three now mind you on a very low number and i will give you that mm-hmm. a low volume shooter as right. far as it's concerned but but you know Reed, the difference is that reeves is a guy who looks for a shot i think that's the whole difference in, in maybe why, it was also why i think there's also, a potential for him to be a better player than alex but you also got to remember, Alex was also looking for a contract. So he had to be careful what his numbers looked like. And, you know, I mean, he may have been, that may have come I into the I phrase. Think that right. that out. I think Alex uh, played for the team. And How many million dollars did he get? How many? How many? Don't, don't ever say Listen, that. I don't, I don't think Alex. Why Caruso is Ben Simmons back in Philadelphia? The, no, Alex Caruso did not. I think that's an insult to Alex Caruso to say that he ever, that his game ever was compromised in order to try to improve the stats in order to get a bigger contract. I'm just throwing it he out. He did not there. play. He is not one of those guys. He does not. He is not one of those guys who played great in his contract year only. No, Alex. but as far as the shooting, you you know, sometimes the shooting, guys, yeah, they're careful about how many shots they take because they want to. Well, get them for no, something. I yeah. You know, some guys are shooting. Look, everybody who plays basketball knows there's some guys. Some guys like to shoot, and some guys don't. Okay. okay. So Alex was not one of those guys who likes Let, to shoot. Well, let's see him in Chicago. Let's see his numbers in Chicago and the number of attempts. Mm-hmm. If the number of attempts grow a lot higher. Well, you can ask me this question in five years. Let's, I'll let's ask you in, I'll ask you probably and, and, in uh, five Alex, weeks. You know, and, and listen, this is no, not, I'm not, this is not an insult on Alex. You know, the. He, he was a tremendous part of the team. And Alex I, was, I, Alex I was a championship really player. And, and he's, unfortunately in this league, you don't get paid for how important you are defensively. You're the guy who is always in the right place in the right rotation that nobody has to worry about, that nobody ever has to talk about. And therefore you never get any credit nor any money, you know, in your contract year. But, um, but Alex again was not in, this is a league where you get paid because of your offense. So let me ask you this. Reeves, Reeves is a guy who looks, who wants to shoot. Let me ask you this with, with, uh, you know, Jamie Sweet has been very adamant about this whole preseason about how he would have much preferred keeping Caruso over THD. So uh, now that we don't have Jamie right here, right now talking Mm -hmm. about it, your thoughts, would you rather kept Caruso or are glad that you've kept THD? I I have a couple of thoughts about that situation, you know, and, and, 
I don't think it's as dumb a question for to ask, you know. I don't think it's a dumb question at all because you, know, you can um, see the perimeter defenses might be an issue. Yeah, but there's a couple of factors in here that affect it. The number one is is the luxury tax. Say what you say about the Lakers having the biggest revenue next to the Knicks and the second biggest value market value next to the Knicks, but they have never been a team that paid much luxury tax. And they, they basically aren't going to waste their money. You know, it's that's part of the attitude that they think that they can win with it. It's not like, it's unlike the Los Angeles Dodgers, for example, who think that paying twice the salary that any other team plays is the way that you build a better team to win. But then I don't know who won the championship last yeah, but year. Then the Giants, all, yeah. But then the Giants come along, you know, and well, at any They're rate. 2-2 right now. We'll see how that works yes. out. God, I forgot our subject. What were we talking about? No, there. we're talking about THT for experience. Oh, right. Okay. So okay, let's, let's say the second, top, the second factor going. is lot is clutch. Uh, I'm not worried Kalen, about clutch. I, I understand that's part yeah. to keep LeBron happy and all that, but yeah. Caruso no, is man, someone but, that, that played well with LeBron and LeBron enjoyed right. having Caruso there. Well, LeBron, well. LeBron, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you'll notice that while the Lakers asked LeBron and AD about major personnel decisions, you'll notice that, that we did not, bring back Caruso. We did not bring back the best 15th man in the league. We didn't, you know, and so, and these are players, (laughs) these are both situations where where LeBron James basically came out and said, what, we lobbied to, you know, we lobbied to keep Caruso. We lobbied, you know, the decisions, this this team is being run by Rob Palenka. You know, well, I good. can tell you on your 15th man thing, it was better. For, he even knew his career was over, and he's doing what he well, needed to be done two what years they really ago. Offered him coming is, coach. Is, the chick, is the Chick Hearn job. <laughs> well, no, he's got he's an assistant coach now on yeah. an NBA team, That's which is chose. something he, he should have be been a lead, He chose to be a lead assistant ago. versus a radio announcer. They gave him the reverse Pat Riley opportunity. Okay. Well, again, I think he has a, a future as an assistant coach, yeah. maybe even a coach. We'll see, but Jared mm-hmm. Dudley, that he should have been that two years ago. But again, that's a that's a, another issue. Again, that we'll probably revisit, unfortunately, at some other point in time. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But it is the Lakers fast break. And before we head on out, I just want to go ahead and mention again, you need to follow Lakerholics.com or Lakerholics on Facebook. Go ahead, check us out there. Also, as well, you can check us out, Lakers Fast Break, on Facebook and YouTube. Hopefully, you get a chance to go ahead and follow us and subscribe if you can, please. That is greatly appreciated. We're trying to bring you more content, including more looks at NBA teams. If we don't get all the guests that I've tried to invite over that are kind of, you know, scheduling issues and things aside, we will go ahead and have a massive rest of the NBA team look coming up this weekend i've already asked sean grice so he's going to come and fill in whoever i can't get to come in to go ahead and talk about their nba teams but before we head on out lakerholics.com 
That's the place to be. That's the place to go for all your Lakers conversations with the season just around the corner. As Felix says, go Lakers. But Laker Tom is here, and I know you've got a lot of great things that you're working on before the season starts. Please let us know what you're working on at Lakerholics.com. Well, I, I, I just did an article in Lakerholics.com. Time for the Lakers to allow Russell Westbrook to be Russell Westbrook. Does that mean 20 more turnovers in three games? No, I don't think it's the turnovers, but you can't listen. It's, it's, it's like shooting. You can't, if you don't shoot, you can't make a basket. You know, if you don't play Russell Westbrook, you, you, what are you, what are you going to do? Did you hire, why did you bring Russell Westbrook in? Now, I think that, I think that one of the things that was discussed when you talk about how to blend Russell Westbrook with Anthony Davis and, and with LeBron James Obviously, the positional change and 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 moving sliding LeBron and AD to the four and five and going small ball was essential because that's the only way you get two shooters in a lineup. Okay, because if you play a low pro center along with those three, then you really got only one shooter because we don't have a stretch five to play that five position. So, at any rate, uh, that was a, the first thing that that changed was a result of. Of, of how to make them play together. But then there's the thing of then, okay, so there's moving LeBron, moving LeBron and AD, who's who's going to have to make adjustments? Probably not AD, simply because he's playing a five, which is where he played in the championship series anyway. So all we're doing now is following through and saying, well, why don't we just play our best team out there and play the best style of basketball that we play best? For 48 minutes of the game or for 36 minutes of the game or whatever during the regular season and practice and hone and figure out how what works against every single team in the league so we go into the playoffs as a much stronger team. Russell Westbrook, do you change how he plays really? I don't think so. What we're talking about is that we took the ball from LeBron James, who was playing point guard, and we move him to the four. And the reason we do that is because that was what he played when we won a championship. And the best four or five combination we had was, was AD protecting the rim and, and LeBron James playing middle linebacker, you know, in the middle of the key, picking up whoever was coming through. And, and that's the defense that, that dominated other teams. So what it comes down to is LeBron is the one that's making the big positional changes. What we saw today, though, is because we were a little bit shorthanded, we saw a lot of LeBron bringing the ball up and LeBron, you know, running the offense rather than Russ. And Russ, I thought, made some excellent passes. He's very good in the fast break, his pass aheads and so forth. And the combination of playmaking of him, him and Rondo and LeBron, you know, it makes for an exciting team. But I, but I think the thing is that you don't make Russ change because if you try to change a guy in his – 18th year, 17th year, whatever year it is, 13th year, 15th year, something like that. When you try to change somebody like that, it doesn't doesn't make sense. I think you can tone him down a little bit. And I think they've asked him to become a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter rather off the bounce rather than shooting off the dribble because he's a 35.6% three-point shooter when he does a catch-and-shoot three. So if he, so he's got to cut it down on the turnovers, obviously, and he's got to He's got to focus on taking the right kind of three-point shots and shot better shot selection. If he does those things, then other than that, I think he, I think you want him to play like he normally played. 
a relentless killer that's just going for the doing for the dunk and going to drive into the basket and creating chaos over the whole court and speeding everything up into into a hectic style of play. I think that and that is something that is a huge benefit for a team with the athleticism and LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, and the players we have. We may live and die on our three-point shot, but you know, almost every team in the league lives and dies on their three-point shooting. You know, so we have to have some three-point shooting and now how well they do is is gonna count. But a lot of it I think is is gonna be the adjustment and and if I'm a trusting and why I'm very optimistic is I don't have to I don't have to count on AD adjusting his game. I don't have to count on Russ adjusting his game. So who do I have to count on? LeBron James, man, the maestro of being able to do whatever a team needs in order for him to win. That's why I'm not really worried about the three of them learning how to play together. It may take more time than I like because obviously I think we should go out and win every single game. But uh, I think I think after a month or so that we're going to maybe the first road trip where we can go out there and, and the team can bond and, and be away from all of the distractions you have at home. Maybe that road trip will, will be the road trip where they finally pull it together and start to play. But, but with LeBron James being the key to this whole thing working, and if there's anybody who's, who you trust in the lab to figure out exactly, okay, well, this is what I have to do in order for this to gel, it's LeBron James. I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out on Thursday. If they do trot out the starting lineup that we will be seeing at the beginning of the regular season, hoping that's the case so we can get a better idea of what to expect. But we'll see what happens because the injury bug is still there, still biting the Lakers. It's amazing, oh. isn't it? And, yep, and, and, all, and the young guys, all the young guys. Yep, young and old alike. So thank goodness we don't have the injury bug. You know, knock on wood there, you know, just to go ahead and make sure we do that. But again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Yada, any questions for us? At Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. You can always find Laker Tom tweeting out there his love for his new hillbilly Kobe, Austin Reeves. At I hate that name, Tom. though. That that name doesn't work for me. That's what he calls himself. So I guess he got that pick. Did he get that in college, I think, at Oklahoma? Or, or you know, he he got that along the way. So, well, who does he remind you of of any Laker? Is there a Laker that Kobe Carl? Kobe Carl. Just you said what he looked like, what he yeah. played like, what he just his whole body type. He just reminds me of Kobe Carl. Maybe a little bit stronger. I don't know. Just we'll have to wait and see. Again, no, I'm, trying, no, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. I, it doesn't. I'm trying to see how he plays. I, I don't against... have anybody that jumps out, but but there's something about him that I like. Okay. It'd be interesting to see how, how good of a player he becomes. He is heady at times. I do see him making good plays off the ball, but so we'll see what happens. And he can hit the three from what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. And he better stay he better be doing that consistently. And not not quite Svee Mahalik. I don't think uh Svee was a little bit different. Now I wish him the best of luck in, in Toronto. Always likes Svee. So we'll see what happens with Austin Reeve. I'm, I'm wishing him the luck. He's got the well, you know, uh, Reeves I I, I look at Reeves, one year to prove himself. I looked at Reeves' college stats when we signed him to the two-way deal, and and he wasn't a great three-point shooter. It's 32 or 33, 33%, something like that. But a couple of plays that he's made in the last two games where he grabbed a rebound, dribbled out to the three-point line, and fired away. (laughs) I really love that. I know you do. I know you do. 
They're just another like version. Guy. He reminds me of a Laker Tom out there on the court. I like a guy no who conscience. shoots threes, man. I like a guy who shoots threes and wants to shoot. Wasn't you know? Wasn't your nickname back in the day no conscience? <laughs> no. So you say we always say we had conscience. no conscience. No, I did have a conscience. If you threw, if you got the ball, you shot the ball. That's what you told me. No. Not necessarily. You passed? I shot more than I passed, I'll tell you that. Okay, but see, I, there you go. There you but go. I but I played point guard, so I shot I passed the ball too. <laughs> I'm open, I'm open. And, the and ball frankly, if you th- if you look if I look back, if I look back on, on my amateur career, my unillustrious amateur career, the best plays that I remember really are passes rather than shots. Wow. Yes. There you go. All right. So look out for Tom Gunner. How about yeah. Gunner? Can I call no, you Gunner? I was a gunner. I'm a, gunner and a, I'm a gunner and a hacker. There you go. What can I say? You know. Oh, there's another foul. Oh, there's another foul. There you go no, for Gunner man, Laker Tom. This is street ball, man. No yeah, harm, no yes, foul. I, I know that all too well. But I'll tell you what, if you want to go ahead and give us a shout out again. At you you going to call a foul on that? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's arm is red, pulsating red with a handprint on it. What foul? What foul? At Laker Tom all on ball, Twitter. All ball. There you go. It's all ball. <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast. That's a good name for a podcast, don't you think? It was all ball. It was all, all ball, ball, I swear. It was all ball. All at ball Lakers podcast. Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter. <laughs> if you know a Lakers fan out there, please go ahead and tell them about our show. We need all the help we can get. We've got some great download numbers already, but we need even more. We want to be one of the big fish out there in the sea. So if you can help us any way you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is sincerely appreciated. But once again, the score, 111-99. to The Golden State Warriors did defeat the Los Angeles Lakers in game five of an exhibition season that, for set, me, can set up the revenge opening season game. Well, it's, a, well, it's <laughs> an exhibition season that cannot end soon enough for me, but there is one more game on the slate, and that is Thursday. And for sure, we will be back then for the post game. so check us out there, and we'll have that dropping on Friday as audio right here at the Lakers fast break.